All right, what is up, everybody? This is Victor with the Chasing Waypoints podcast. We are checking in. It is officially the first week of March. We are getting ever closer to riding season. It is starting to warm up a little bit outside, so looking forward to getting some miles in. Total fair weather rider here, and I complain, and everybody back east is like, well, it's just a little bit of snow. It's only 30 degrees. No big deal. Anyway, uh, so catching up this week. This episode is just going to be a recap of what's been going on and what's been going down and what we are looking forward to doing here in the next few months as we get into the riding season here in California. So stay tuned. Let's get back into the episode here in just a sec. All right. So. With all that being said, we got some fancy new stuff going on here in the studio. So forgive me if the sound quality isn't 100%. We're going to be working on that here uh, over the next couple of episodes. So some new studio equipment, trying to get used to it. As you can tell, we've now got some intro song, intro music going. But anyway, so it is Sunday, March 7th, I think. Yep, March 7th. And we are... Getting ready for that riding season. That's what I was just mentioning, talking about getting out there. Uh, if you've been keeping up with the starting from zero uh, stuff that we've been doing on the Chasing Waypoints website, uh, that's basically getting into Rally Raid. Uh, we've had a lot of great people on the podcast already. More to come, which is really, really awesome. I've had some people from uh, Italy uh, hit me up, and believe it or not, I think some about the podcast trending in Norway. I got some random email, but who knows? Uh, could be fake news. I don't know. Anyway, uh, we are looking for right now to get uh, a skinny bike, get something small that we could go out and start laying some road books out. Uh, for those of you that have been keeping up, um, I do ride a 790 Adventure uh, from KTM. Uh, awesome bike, uh, raid garage with the uh, rally tower out of carbon fiber on that thing. So bike is set up perfect, but there's one thing missing uh, now. And I'm going to do a, a whole build thing on the podcast. And uh, I'm going to try and coordinate and see if I can get some of the people that uh, had a hand in in the parts that went on the bike uh, to, to maybe participate. And we could talk a little bit about the components that we used. So Anyway, uh, what I was leading to is conflict. There's some huge news out of the conflict camp for the 790 uh, this week. For those of you guys that follow them on Facebook, you would have seen the live where they were talking a little bit about uh, that new fork cartridge kit that they have for the 790. So I am chomping at the bit to get my hands on it uh, and some suspension components that they've got coming. Uh, this is going to be, believe it or not, for me, I've been such an advocate of spending the money on suspension because I know it makes a big difference on how the bike works. Um, this is going to be the first bike where I'm going to be 100% all in on the suspension uh, with the help of Alex Martins from Conflict uh, and Rally Pan Am uh, getting that bike dialed in for me and getting it uh, safe to ride, I guess. You know, so... I've got questions for him. We're going to be talking to him soon. Uh, schedules have just been kind of hectic, so we are trying to get him on the uh, podcast episode. For those of you guys that are not familiar with Conflict Motorsports, they're probably one of the largest 
uh, adventure and motorcycle off-road suspension specialists uh, in the world. So uh, based out of Texas now, uh, doing some really cool stuff. They work with a lot of riders. uh, And, you know, one of the biggest things I think uh, and speaking to that is their ability to dial in a suspension and then send it back to a customer and have the customer be happy, which is absolutely crazy. I come from a world in off-road racing where you're out in the desert, you're watching the car, you're watching what it's doing, and then you're making adjustments afterwards. And to be able to ship your suspension to somewhere and then have them send it back and have it work uh, like they were standing there watching you the whole time, uh, that's pretty dialed. But anyway, uh, so yeah, so that's the news out of the conflict camp. Again, is the fork cartridge kit for the uh, KTM 790 and 890 Adventure R. Uh, I believe they've got some stuff for the Adventure S. I'm not 100% sure. Once we get them on the show, we'll be able to talk to him about that. But uh, we will see on that one. So anyway, uh, we've got uh, some more stuff coming up, as I mentioned, with the Chasing Waypoints uh, series on the Getting Into Rally Raid. Uh, I think that we are going to be able to start getting some roadbooks laid out. I've got a lot of people that have already... Uh, reached out and and said, you know, hey, I'm I'm working on this. I'm getting into this. I'm doing that, uh, which I'm absolutely floored. You know, it's, uh, starting that project, you don't really know what's going to happen with it. You just kind of go from one to the next. And it is awesome to see so many people uh, here and, and get a chance to read uh, so many people that are interested in the sport. So I am definitely looking forward to it. But besides that, I think on this episode, um, I want to bring up something that has been kind of bothering me in the back of my head uh, for the past, I don't know, a few years, I guess you could say. And and really, really, this started for me uh, when I worked at uh, San Diego BMW Motorcycles. Uh, That was my first job, second job, actually, in the industry uh, with motorcycles first being at Bike Bandit. And there was some conversations that happened and I see this happen all the time and it's about tire choice. And I know when I say tire choice and and that it's like asking what oil to run and, you know, everybody's got their secret sauce, right? I run canola oil with a little bit of KY and then throw some uh, essential oils in it and I don't have to change the oil in 50,000 miles. It's absolutely amazing. So there's a ton of different things that you can suggest and and go back and forth and and everybody's got their opinion on tires but you know what i want to see i would love to see the death of tire percentages i'm tired of seeing tire percentages as uh you know what what kind of tire is this and what kind of tire does you know they well no 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 that's a that's a 50 50 that for sure is a 50 50 tire uh now that that one's actually like an 80 10 um, and then the other 10% is just for like, you know, whatever random. Um, and, but, but no, 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 no way, dude, that is a 70, 30. I don't know what you're talking about. And it's 30% gravel and 70% wet asphalt. I, I'm being sarcastic about it, but it's because it seems like everybody will look at the same exact tire and then say, uh, it's more like a 50-50. And then the next guy's like, no, that's a 70-30. And then the next guy's, no, that's an 80-20. So I would love to see 
the death of tire percentages as a whole for rating tires on motorcycles. And I think that we should go to more of a car style uh, rating and or rating system or, or naming system or however you want to call it. Right. You've got the all seasons. You've got all that stuff. I just want three. I want an off road tire. I want an all terrain tire and I want a street tire. And that's it. And within those limits, you know, your off road tires are just going to be more aggressive. You know, your all terrain tires are going to be an all around both, you know, both sides. And then, you know, your street tires are going to be no more percentages because everybody gets sucked into this percentage game. And I've spent hours. I've logged hours talking to multiple customers about percentages. And what usually ends up happening is. The customer is trying to draw a line or the person is trying to draw a line as far as where they're going to be riding and what they're going to be doing and what kind of tire they want. And the biggest thing that I see is there are people, especially working so close to uh, the border with Baja, California, we got a lot of adventure riders that are coming down and it's a bucket list item and they're stopping in and, you know, they want to get uh, they want to get a tire for Baja. And what they want is they're thinking it's going to be a ton of dirt and they're going to do all of this stuff and they want a really aggressive tire for it. And okay, you know, I, I, I get that part of it. But the problem is, is that unless you're very particular with your tires, you're going to suffer the whole road section for the 50 miles of dirt you're going to do. And the 50 miles of dirt is going to be awesome. But then you're going to go right back and you're going to go do another 200 miles of pavement to get to the next, you know, riding spot. So do you really want to do that? You know, that's that's where I and and it's simple. You know, people think, well, yeah, you know, it's actually like my my trip is like 30 percent dirt. But, you know, I don't want to go with a 70 30 tire. I would rather go with like a 50 50 or, you know, I want an aggressive dirt tire. You know, I want something like that. So it's fine. You can do that. But in the end, you're you're going to sacrifice so much on the highway for these for the tires that you want. And then at the end of the day, it's going to. Just almost ruin the trip. I don't know. You know, it's it's an interesting thing, because when you when you look at dirt tires, right? We're going to go with dirt tires on this because those are the ones that I've seen the most mix about like mixed results I'm going to go with. So I'm going to switch over to personal experience and the things that I have actually ran on my bikes um, to, to kind of narrate this and, and kind of show where my mindset is at when it comes to picking the right tire for an adventure bike. Uh, or, or really for any, any bike, dirt bikes are pretty easy. Dirt bikes are not meant to be on the street, skinny bikes in Baja. You see them on the road, but you know, that's because they're going to go get lost on some trail in the middle of nowhere. So we're going to exclude them from this episode and this particular talk because you know, you're going to suffer anyway, because it's going to be the seat. It's going to be the wind protection. It's going to be the motors, only a single cylinder, 500, you know, you got everything stacked against you. I'm talking about the bikes that are meant to log three or 400 miles of highway uh, and then maybe sprinkle in 20 to 30 to 40 to 50 miles of of dirt in between or something like that, you know, and not a dual sport bike, because I think dual sport bikes are still considered skinny bikes. Uh, 
I'm talking about adventure bikes in this. So personal experience. Um, the first adventure bike that I got was the F800 GS Adventure uh, from BMW. And when it came time to tire choice, and that thing came with the Anarchy 3s. Anarchy 3s from Michelin are a street tire. And you can take them in a dirt type setting. I would not go beyond uh, hard pack, you know, kind of dirt, like a super hard pack dirt, um, because the tire just doesn't have any any real grip, any real grooves for that. You know, it's a it's a good it's a good street tire. So, on the advice of my friend and service manager there, uh, San Diego BMW, uh, Troy said Shinko 705s. Now, as soon as I said the word Shinko, half of you listening went, oh, whatever. And I understand the stigma. I understand the one or two pictures that have been floating around forever now of the tire that came apart. I've personally seen a tire come apart. I've personally seen actually two of them from Shinko. So... It wasn't an internet picture. It wasn't any of that. I've literally seen them come through the shop, and one of them, the tire uh, had a had a a knot in it or whatever you want to call it, like where it kind of delaminated a little bit, uh, and then the other one actually started coming apart. So, what were the what was the common ground on that? And I'm not gonna fight because you were. This is a. We have the ability to spend our money the way we want and we can buy whatever tire we want. So I'm not trying to convince you in either direction on this. I'm just speaking from what I've actually had happen and what I've actually been witness to. And in both accounts, they could be attributed to running the tires low. Now, running the tire low shouldn't be a big deal, right? Well, uh, yeah, kind of, except it generates a lot of heat. And blistering. And so if a tire starts to blister, it's because the thing is getting hot. Are the Michelins better for that? I don't know. You know, I it, it's hard to tell. The, the technology and how they build the tires and all that stuff could be different. And it could get different results from it. But in this particular case with the 705s, um, both of them happen to be 705s was, you know, the tires had come off the dirt and we knew that they had been ran at a lower air pressure. And so when you run them at a lower air pressure and you think, okay, well, I'm just going to ride 20 miles up the road and then I'm going to stop for a drink and then we're going to, you know, inflate the tires. Cool. You're going to do 20 miles of just overheating the tire because you've run in it at, you know, 20 pounds on a 500 pound bike uh, or you know more on a 600 pound bike, and you're running it at 25 psi, which 25 psi isn't bad, right? Wrong. One tire, you got a lot of weight on that tire. Yada yada yada. But anyway, so did did the tire come apart because it was ran low on air? That's what I'm guessing. You know that that it makes it it fits the narrative because I have not had on my personal bike had a tire come apart now this is where i talk about the 705 and my experience riding on it and i broke that f800 in the proper way uh we went and rode the baja california coast uh went up through the crossover road and the people that are familiar with baja north kind of know where i'm talking about crossover road and then headed up to mike sky ranch 
Next morning, Mike Sky Ranch out, uh, back down the San Matias side, and then headed up to the Pine Forest, uh, and then rode all the way back in uh, through that section. So, what was what my experience was with that tire is I did not need more tire for that trip. That tire worked perfect everywhere I needed it to work, and I ran thirty six in the front, thirty six in the rear. Never felt the need to air it down. I'm not a fan of airing down tires. If I need to air down the tire, it's because I'm on the wrong tire is how I look at it. Uh, I, I find a pressure that works in all of the conditions that I ride in. And I, I'm not the fastest rider. I'm, an, I'm I'm beginner to intermediate. You know, I'm very cautious. I'm very uh, true to the skill set that I have, right? I'm not the guy that's going to be backing a bike into a corner. And, you know, I'm not going to be the... Uh, the Johnny Campbells, the Skyler Howes, the Garrett Pochets, the the guys that can push a bike to its absolute limits. You know, Colton Udall. Um, I don't even know if he knows how to do a regular turn. I Every time I see him, he's got the back end of that bike stepped out and hair on fire. So I can't ride that way. So the tire for me, that 705, ran just fine. And I had all the traction I needed and... If I wanted it to break loose, it could break loose. It was predictable. It wasn't like it was something that, you know, it was like, oh, man, I'm, I feel like I'm on ice skates. You know, the tire worked really, really well. So, all right. So I ran with it. And so we did a few more. Uh, I did a few more of those tires. Um, I did end up uh, settling on what we affectionately call the Adventure Mullet. Another good friend uh, that I met at uh, San Diego BMW as well. Uh, came up with that uh, that name and it absolutely stuck. And yeah, so we went with the end combination, and this is I, I actually recommend this combination uh, to people curious to try it as the 804 from Shinko, which is their knobby tire with the 705 rear. That gets you a little bit more of an aggressive dirt tire up front, and and then it gets you a like all terrain type tire out in the back. The reason being is the washing out in the dirt is more probable with a more street-oriented all-terrain type tire in front than it is with a knobby tire. But leading into the next part, which is, okay, now knobby tires. Well, I, I did run some aggressive tires on there. And here's what I found on the... When I went to try the 804, it was after I had ran a set of the Motos, uh, Moto Z, Motos, Motaz, uh, Tractionator Adventures. Now, a lot of people know the history on that tire and that there was uh, like a version one that tracked grooves. I had heard about that. But then I figured, well, bike dynamics, the geometry on the frames, everything is different. So it's almost like one of those, like, well, don't knock it till you try it. You know, give it a shot. So pulled out the credit card, called them up. I said, I need a set of tires for my bike. And this is right around the time where the version two of the front tire had come out. Uh, but unfortunately, I was shipped the version one. So my opinion is based on the version one tire. I have not ridden the version two tire I have not ridden the new Rouse tire, 
as of yet. And my experience with that tire was that tire in the dirt is stupid. I think it's like running a, a, a slick at a drag track. That thing sticks to everything. It just has so much traction. The tire is super heavy, so hit whatever you want with it. It is like gold in the dirt. The moment it touches the highway, if there are any kind of grooves in there, it will track them. Uh, Again, version one of the front tire, it will track grooves so bad. I remember putting them on, taking the pictures. Man, my bike looks badass. And then I go ride it home and I literally get two miles from the shop. I pull over because I'm going, something's loose on the front end. And I told the tech and the tech was pissed because he's like, oh, you questioned my work. And I'm going, you know what? I It wasn't about that. Like it, it just, something wasn't right. I didn't know what it was, you know? So I got off the bike. I checked the tire wasn't flat, you know, thinking, oh, maybe I got a pinch flat with the tube or whatever it is. Went through it, shook things, you know, tried to figure out nothing was loose. So the rest of the ride home, I was absolutely miserable. The next morning I was miserable. Then I said, well, they get better when they break in. You know, some of you listening that have been riding are, going, are waiting for me to say that and or are wanting to call in and do so to tell me, oh, you need to break it in. So here's what I did. I, dro- I, I dropped the PSI to 25 pounds and then I proceeded to put 200 miles in Baja on those tires. Now, my thinking is I'm going to heat the carcass up. I'm going to get the tires soft. We're going to get it you know, into shape, a little more malleable, whatever, you know, I'm just, I'm not going to give up on these tires that fast. And that's where I found out, man, this tire works really great in the dirt. But then once I would hit the street, it was the same story again. And I just had zero confidence in the bike and I'm not a very confident street rider. So having a tire that doesn't inspire any confidence in the street is not a good thing. So finally I just said, okay, this is not my tire. And that's cool. There's people, you know, people swear by those tires. They love those tires and they, they're okay with the way that they handle and their characteristics. Go for it. It just wasn't for me because it ruined the bike. It literally got to the point where I just kind of didn't want to ride the bike until I had some kind of game plan for the tires. So ended up taking them off. In steps Troy again and he says, Shinko 804. Give that one a try. I don't like their 805, which is the rear, which basically looks like a paddle tire. But the 804 on the front, I was like, okay, well, cool. You know, it's a knobby tire. It'll still look cool. You know, I'll get the cool points at Starbucks. Um, uh, Two extra stars when you show up on an adventure bike in clean gear, by the way. Anyway, um, that's a lie. So I put the 804 on there. Of course, I'm worried because here we go again with a knobby. And then I go ride the thing around and... It doesn't track a single groove at all. And I was absolutely floored by that. I'm like, cool, knobby tire, no groove tracking, sign me up. So ended up running the 804 front with the 705 rear from Shinko on that bike. Uh, When I got my 850, the F850GS, put it on that combo as well. And it just, it's such a great combination uh, of tire. 
I mean, it really just gets the job done. If I put a hole in it because I ran over a nail or whatever, you know, oh, well, they're not that expensive. You know, you can easily, you know, just spring for a new set or spring for the tire that's damaged or whatever it is. So it worked really well. Well, I'm having at this time, I'm having all these conversations with people and we're still going back and forth on all of these tire percentages, back and forth, back and forth tire percentages and not really getting anywhere. But what I figured out was the experience and, hey, this is my abilities. This is how I ride. This is the terrains I've been in with this combination. And this is how the tire worked. And from there, you know, people decide, okay, yeah, I want that. Or no, I don't want that. So when we realized, and I think that some of the manufacturers realized that how this was starting to work you started to see more combinations come out that were kind of similar because the next thing, the next set of tires that came out was the, um, that we went was the Anarchy adventure for Michelin. The Anarchy adventure for Michelin's are really, really good tires. They're very nice. They've got the dual compound. Uh, they're plenty aggressive. Uh, the front tire, um, eh, I actually, on my 850, uh, I was running a Anarchy Wild in the front and with the Anarchy Adventure in the rear. That combination actually works really well, uh, doing something that's more of a dirt tire in front and then an all-terrain tire in the back. Uh, it, it works really well, and it, they inspire a little more confidence um, than just going with full set of knobbies. Now, the... Dirt tires that are the Anarchy Adventures, or I should say the Anarchy Wild, has, has some merits to it. Because if, when you look at it, it, it's got the shallow tread depth, right? Because in Europe, FIM, they do have regulations on how tall the lugs can be on a dirt tire um, in, in an effort to prevent you know wear and tear on public trails and things like that. So... There's some rules there that they got to obey. But they take a sip of a beverage there. Anyway, um, so it's not the aggressive dirt tire that you would that you would expect, but it's still a dirt tire. It is knobs is just not as deep, not as deep cup. So it's it's still a dirt tire. That combination worked really well. And that was what kind of turned me on to the Anarchy Wild. Now, for a little bit more, we hit uh, Baja, go down there with uh, Travis from Every Single Sunday. Uh, I believe the video is posted on Bike Bandit uh, or it's on the Every Single Sunday YouTube uh, as well. Or you can find it on the Chasing Waypoints website uh, under the coast listed there for waypoints. But at, in that video, I'm actually running the Anarchy Wild for the rear. Now, the Anarchy Wild is one of the dirt tires because the only other one that I rode was the Motos or Motaz. The Anarchy Wild is designed in a way that it minds its manners on the street. The only reason 
you would know that you're on a knobby tire, a dirt tire, when you're running those is because of the noise. But as far as cornering and that gummy feeling, that soft, that, that you know, that doesn't exist with that tire. I have caught it a couple times tracking grooves on me as of late. And this is on the now running because that's what I'm running on the 790 now. But I have a feeling that that might be with the bike geometry or the weight of the bike. It's a little bit lighter bike, whatever it may be. I don't understand the full dynamics of it. I just know what I'm feeling at the handlebars. On the F800 and on the F850, it did not track any grooves. On the 790, it's almost questionable if it's even doing it. You know, But that tire, as far as dirt tires go, I would recommend for people to to at least give them a shot the the way that it's constructed every other lug on the rear tire uh front and rear believe it has a bridge that crosses over to the center tread so when you get into the corner that tire has more support on the edge than a normal knobby tire would normal knobby tires don't have any kind of connection to the center it's just a bunch of lugs so those lugs and then especially when they're taller can be a lot more flexible and a lot more gummy. And then that translates into kind of a loose gummy kind of gushy, you know, loose feeling on the bike that doesn't inspire a lot of confidence. Now, skinny bike, no problem. 500 pound adventure bike. Yeah. You're going to have a pucker moment or two. It's just not going to feel right. So the, the tire works well. It, the price, it's Michelin prices. You are going to pay that premium. But the tire is actually pretty fantastic. Like, I I, I think that that's going to be my tire for a while until I get a chance to run something else and, and can switch to that. I'm not opposed to running different tires and trying different things because everybody that I did have those percentages conversations with I always ended pretty much the conversation the same way. Cool. Let's go with this tire choice. Next time around, let's try something different. Even if you like it, try something different. Because you don't know how good this is until you try the next thing. And for a lot of people, and and I ran these, um, that turned into the Dunlop Trail Max Mission. The Dunlop Trail Max Mission is an all-terrain tire, but it's got that adventure mullet feel because the rear is definitely all-terrain. The front is trying to start to get into a dirt tire, and those tires work really well. On the 790, could you break them free? Absolutely. Are they predictable? Yep. And the tire just lasts, and it's got the side treads in it, so if you go lean the bike over in the dirt, it still has even more grip there. There's there's a lot of technology involved in that tire. It's a heavy tire, but it's a tough tire, which is good. So that's another, you know, okay, if my bike was, like, say, for instance, I have 705s on the 850 right now. If I wear out the 705s, it's going to get a set of the uh, Dunlop Trail Max Missions. Because I've tried different tires. I like that tire. It fits the kind of riding that I would be doing with that bike and what my expectations would be of a tire on that bike. So that'll be the tire for the 850. 
The 790, not so much because my intent with the 790 is to take it in the dirt and do more dirt than I do highway. I don't want to suffer on the highway. I know there's tires that I don't have to suffer on the highway. But it'll, I want a tire though when I get into the dirt that I know it's got me, you know, because you can start to push those bikes. And especially after I finish seeing or I finally get my suspension uh, back from conflict. Um, I just, you know, my goal in life is to weigh what I told my suspension guy I weigh. That's my goal right now. It's like your driver's license. You look at the number on the weight and you go, (laughs) so anyway, I digress. I can't wait to do that. And Alex, if you're listening to this, uh, yeah, it's still the way I told you. Don't don't set it up differently. We're good. Um, anyway, the tire combinations that are out there, there's a ton of stuff out there. I am a proponent of the death of percentages. No more percentages on tires for adventure bikes or, or whatever bike out there. Let's get rid of that. Let's go to the simple stuff, the all-terrains, the mud terrains, or mud terrains, the dirt, uh, the street. And and then within that, you already know. A lot of people get confused with these percentages because they start trying to tie it to things that they're not going to do. Everybody wants to go into the dirt until it's time to go into the dirt. Everybody wants to go into the dirt until you hit the sand. And then when you hit the sand, I don't want to be in the dirt anymore. So if you are realistic with your riding abilities and you're realistic with what your expectations are of the bike and what your trip is actually going to be, most adventure bikes, like 95% of them should be on on some kind of all-terrain type tire. The five percenters, which is everybody that rides a KTM right now is listening to this going unsubscribe. A lot of these guys do actually beat them up, ride them in the dirt, and again, you know, you're the part of the five percent. Welcome, you know. But it's because you have to be. In the end, it's like I said, you just got to be realistic with what your expectations are of the bike, what your intended plan for riding is, and what you're going to be actually doing. You know, you can intend to ride all this dirt, but in the end. You pick all the fire dirt roads you know, or fire roads or whatever, and there's nothing you know major where you would have to use a knobby tire to to do that. You know, so I don't know. Death of the percentages. That's what I'm saying. So, but anyway, that is it's a pretty good, uh, pretty good conversation. I would like to. I I really want to see that happen. Um, and if you really, really don't know, um, I would go further than just jumping up on Facebook or wherever and, or the forums and asking what the particular tire that people run, you know, what's the best tire for this or what's the best tire for that? Cause you're going to get a bunch of opinions. So try different tires, you know, take those three, suggest three or four suggestions that were kind of common and pick one. And next time around, even if you like it next time around, pick the other just to see, you know, what is, what ends up suiting you better. Then 
or I guess you could say further is go back and look at the people that are riding the bikes that you ride. So a lot of people would come in and when I was at the BMW shop and, and you know, Hey, I have this bike. What tires do you ride? And everybody there um, that rode adventure bikes kind of had the same, like we all kind of tried different things, but it was for that specific bike. Now, earlier I did mention some stuff about, well, the bike geometry changes. So, you know, maybe the uh, motos on a KTM handles differently than it does on a BMW and it handles differently than it would on the Honda Africa Twin. So geometry changes, rider weight, all of this, that there's, there's a lot of things that can, that can change. So you want to try and, and get it dialed in a little bit closer. And I think the way to do that is going to be talking to the, the parts, not the parts department, probably the service department and saying, Hey, you know, this is what I'm looking to run. And, and what do they ride? You know, you don't want to necessarily be talking to the guy that rides the, um, you know, the, the street bike, the, the crotch rocket, um, and asking him about adventure tire, him or her about adventure tires. That just doesn't, it doesn't work. You know, it's like, uh, ordering pizza at a steak restaurant. It's just kind of a different thing. So I don't know. That's just my two cents. So we will see. All right. So that is, we're going to call that a wrap on this episode is getting a little bit long. We got a long week ahead of us, but we've got a lot of a lot of cool stuff coming. Uh, got a few few more irons on the fire as I turn around and look at the calendar for all the episodes we've got coming up, and I think it is going to be really really cool. I've uh, had a couple of people reach out to me on Instagram. Uh, one really really cool uh, doing some vintage bike rally. Uh, rally stuff out there so we're gonna have him on the episodes or one of these episodes here in the near future uh and then have another rider also uh that has been making the circles in the rally in the rally arena uh here stateside um heard the name a few times i know they've done some classes and kind of dabbled in it uh but they're starting from zero so I won't allude to who it is or I won't uh, say who it is until we have them on the on the uh, podcast, but definitely looking forward to it. So anyway, that is a wrap for this week's episode. Don't forget to like, subscribe, and if you haven't already, follow uh, Chasing Waypoints on social media. So we are on Facebook, Instagram, and then also ChasingWaypoints.com where you can see some of the articles and stuff that we're writing about the starting from zero, getting into Rally Raid uh, set of set of uh, articles. Anyway, all right. Hope everybody has a good week. We will see you guys next Sunday.